Hello from beautiful Vancouver Island and welcome to the podcast series Soul Conversations with me, Mia. I have created it in honor of your journey of expansion, personal growth, transformation and awareness. Each episode highlights a challenge we often face and the advantage of understanding it. It also sheds a light on why we reliably show up from ego and fear rather than from love and authentic self. I hope you enjoy and remember to subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. All right. Welcome friends to another episode of Soul Conversations with Mia. I'm super excited about today because I get to chat with some of my peers about something really important, which is um, what you're experiencing on your spiritual journey relative to family and friends. And when I say that, I mean, people often know you as this thing from before, and they expect you to stay that thing that they've known since you were like in grade seven. And as you evolve on your spiritual journey, of course, you become something that may look or sound a little bit different. And sometimes it's hard for people to embrace that or keep up to it or accept it. Um, and I just really wanted to have a conversation about what your experience was like and advice that you would have for people that are on their journey. So before we start, I just want to share with the listeners that we have um, gifted leaders, light leaders and energy healers from the UK, from Chicago, from Vancouver, Vanessa is trying to get on from California, um, and Brittany should be here from Nebraska. So voices from around the world um, sharing, I would say, probably a common experience. So I just want to open it up to whomever wants to share about what your experience has been like um, and what you would advise. Who's jumping in? I can go, go for it, Avani. Yeah, yep. this is Avani. Um, I feel like actually most of my life I've been hiding my spirituality. Um, you know, growing up in a Hindu family um, in the 80s in Texas, um, you know, a lot of spirituality is is quite normal, right? The stuff that we talk about now and in our groups, in our circles, you know, things about past lives or just about, you know, just spiritual concepts, you know, karma, things like that, right? I grew up with it, but I almost had to divide my life into home life and then, you know, the outside world, you know, like you can't talk about these things outside of your community, your circle, the people that have these similar beliefs, because growing up in Texas, most people, you know, were uh, mostly Christian or, you know, in a, in a different faith than me. So most of my life, I felt like I've been in hiding. And about 10 years ago, when I really got back into my own spirituality, I continued to hide because I felt like I wouldn't be accepted. I would be judged. You know, here I was, you know, growing into this different version of me. And am I going to lose friends? Am I going to lose people close to me? What are they going to say? So I had all these doubts. So I hid it for many, many years, um, even within, you know, the last 10 years of my journey. Um, so if anybody wants to share their kind of background story, I'm happy to kind of just uh, pass the microphone. Um, Thanks, Avani. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say, so with me, I had quite a dramatic sort of awakening where suddenly I started um, downloading 
um, light language and um, all my sort of gifts came online at the same time and so I started being clairvoyant and clairaudient and seeing past lifetimes and it was quite a dramatic experience and I didn't really know what was going on or how to handle it so um, at the time it was I was you know a little part of me thought I was going crazy and I didn't know who to tell or who to talk to so it was quite a an isolating experience and I just remember just trying to hide everything and trying to maintain my normal life and make sure that everything was okay but all this weird stuff was happening and I didn't know what was going on so uh, yeah I found it quite a lonely quite a frightening experience actually at the beginning just trying to discern what was happening and and get on top of everything and and get sort of a greater understanding and then I did find that as I went through my spiritual journey and as I um sort of some friends did drop away which was um at the time, again, so I suppose quite traumatic because they were really close friendships, but they did move away, but they weren't really aligned anymore. I can understand now, looking back, that some of these patterns weren't really in my best interest. And as I changed and um, I did start to change, I started to sort of notice toxic patterns in my life and step away from them and have much stronger boundaries with myself. And in my friend, I had a you know better respect for myself. And, <laughs> and as I started doing that, my friendships did change. Um, so yeah it's been it's been quite a journey but i'd say alongside that it's been amazing and incredible and i've invited new people into my life who um really you know get me and understand me i've got like much deeper relationships with my partner now which is more loving than ever before so there is a you know it's kind of got like a it was a bit of a weird journey but in the long run it's been so amazing and incredible as well That's wow thanks rebecca I have a question I'm going to come back to after everyone sort of shared their story. Vanessa, thank you so much for hopping on. We introduced you even though you weren't here and you didn't hear it. <laughs> um, Avani's on a bus on the way to work. So maybe we'll tap into you, Avani, in case you have to hop off. Or sorry, um, Brina, in case you have to hop off. Yeah, actually, um, so for my journey, it was kind of interesting because I feel like my spiritual journey started kind of very early, similar to Avani. Um, now, I came from a different background, though. So um, I came from like a, a Muslim background and my mom, like my dad was Muslim. My mom was Hindu. Um, religion wasn't really something that was very like important in my life, though. Um, I think I learned from a really young age that I wasn't supposed to be somebody to like stick with a religion because for me, that just didn't make any sense. <laughs> I think um, at some point going through just my own journey, like through my mental health, um, I realized that I just wanted to stop suffering. And that's actually where I feel like the spirituality really started to um, kind of like I started to tune into spirituality rather than, you know, um, religion, for example, to find a way to, to help myself in some way. And so I remember, though, very vividly beginning certain spiritual practices and getting a lot of judgment, judgment from family members because they just didn't understand. Um, and as I was going through the journey, I was like, OK, well, you know what, I'm going to still do what I need to do. And I kind of just did it secretly. I did my practices secretly. Um, and I kind of just allowed myself to go through the process. And I think, you know, that was based on like my survival, right? Because it just wasn't something that my parents, even my friends at the time, like being very young, you know, that was probably, I was, I was, it was probably in my teens when I started to really like delve into spirituality. And I think back then it was like, you know, you're in the spiritual closet because people are not necessarily open to it. And it was actually when I was going through a treatment for my eating disorder that 
I was just like, you know what, this is who I am. This is a part of who I really am. And I really need to move into this and just kind of begin to own it. And so that was probably, I think, around college when I was just like, you know what, we're just going to go with it. And I noticed some people fell away. Some people started to um, emerge into my life, people that were so much more aligned. But I have to say it has been a journey because the, the deeper and further I go into my spiritual gifts and stuff, I find that the same thing keeps happening, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to share that. Um, and leave the mic open now for Chama or Vanessa. Thanks, Farina. I'll hop Thank you, Karina. Yeah. yeah, what um everything that, that all of you ladies have said really resonates. Um, I think I was very I was very spiritual about age 15. I um strangely, um, my clairaudience isn't really my main gift now, but it was when I was 15. I woke up in the night to like this radio playing in my room, but it wasn't radio, it was it was just like voices coming through and all this static. Um which were messages from my great grandmother. And um, thankfully, um, my mum had a friend who um, did crystal healing and she was very open and I could have a conversation with her about what that was. And she um, was like channeling more of these messages for me. Um, and I just had this really strong clairaudience come through and didn't really know what to do with it. And then shortly after, there was about a year of it just coming through really strongly um, I didn't really get support from my family. It wasn't that my family weren't spiritual. I mean, my mum, my mum did Tai Chi. And so she sort of like had some, some kind of spiritual influence, but not sort of to that level. Um, and then as teenagers do, I found boys age 15 and shut it all down. The, you know, the boyfriends that I had in my, in my teenage years weren't like, weren't open to it, didn't want to talk about it. Um, and that was shut down for many, many years of my life. Um, I ended up getting married and the guy I was married to, um, it wasn't just that we were like on different journeys and he was not open to it, but accepted me. He, he ultimately didn't accept me for it in the end. And that was one of the reasons why actually our marriage ended. I just realized that like, listening to everyone's stories, I was like, wow, actually, this is one of the reasons why my marriage ended, um, because hmm. like there wasn't that acceptance so I would say things like you know my um you know channeled a message or this came through and he would roll his eyes at me so that was actually one of the reasons why we were like just completely disconnected but what what had really happened is I went through this kind of second layer of awakening um and it was really interesting to hear Farina mention mental health um so I just suddenly um reached this moment in my corporate career where where I was working in London a lot like around all the hustle and bustle and something in me just changed and I just couldn't do it anymore um and I was just feeling everything everyone's nodding I was just feeling everyone's everything. nodding yeah yeah I would get off the train in the city and it would be like whoom, energy straight away I'd feel it um and it just became very clear that I couldn't I could not sustain that lifestyle anymore um and it was just like everything came in at once and um, because I didn't know I didn't know I went looking for help and put that mental health badge on it like okay I seem to have developed this weird anxiety that I didn't have before but it was never anxiety it was simply mm -hmm. just feeling energy and my my family at the time and my husband at the time 
like no one really understood what was going on um everyone used to say oh yeah like yeah you you have anxiety um you need to you need to take care of yourself and I was like no it's not it's so much more than that and then um it was really like lockdown I think where I just came to realize that these were my gifts and being like away from everybody and being like in the house and not being able to do anything other than walk in nature gave me those boundaries and those opportunities for those gifts to come online like properly and not be used as like I call it like the shadow gift like the shadow expression of that gift was like I'm feeling everything it's too much and then the gift side of that is wow I'm feeling everything that's information um so in lockdown I was able to step into that place of like no this is information like this is a gift um and that's when everything shifted and changed and then like from that kind of led a into a divorce and and my whole life shifted and changed and like a lot of you ladies I you know I let I let friends go um because I found when I came out of lockdown I couldn't even be around some of those friends like their energy mm. was too like too much for me there was like too much intensity in that um and then over time I've now found, found my tribe of people where you know people are sensitive like me or they have you know different gifts but we have that kind of level of understanding and, and openness so yeah I completely resonate with everyone else's stories. Wow that was that was a beautiful share and I love the piece about energy and and when you're early on in your spiritual journey not recognizing what is energy and what is anxiety or what is this and what is energy or what is this and what is energy because that energy piece is huge and when you don't understand it it's overwhelming like why do I feel like this why do I not want to be here what's going on why do I all of a sudden why is this bothering me what's going on and uh, so I think sorry me I was just gonna say if no I that's should, okay in case it's helpful for other people who are listening but um my ex-husband, he was a musician, and so we used to go to big gigs. And afterwards, after being in those venues, I used to come back to the room and I'd literally feel it in my body, but I didn't know this at the time, but I'd be in physical pain, literally sort of bent over on the floor as though, because I could feel all this energy sort of inside me. At the time, I, I couldn't understand what was happening. So if anyone's listening and they're, they're feeling this kind of like pain or this intensity in their body, <laughs> quite often it is that they just picked up this energy from big venues or lots of people that they're you know picking up and not discerning the difference and thinking it's some something else that it's not <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah I Vanessa, recognizing what's... oh it, sorry I think it's like recognizing that you really are an empath right I and a lot for a lot of people it's the first thing that they recognize at as they start their spiritual journey is I'm absorbing people's emotions or their feelings or the space around me or energy around me and they start to realize that they're an empath. And so they create like, you know, they, they start creating strategies or tips or, you know, things that they can techniques that they can do to protect their energy when they go out because they can, they, you can really feel depleted when you come back or even while you're there and you're just absorbing too much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Vanessa, what's your experience been? Good morning, ladies. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. Um, first of all, everyone's story, I'm sure anyone that's listening, we can all relate. And what's so cool I was thinking is, look at, we're talking about spirituality in our journey, right? And while like there are obviously like common themes and things that are similar, there are seven people on this call and everyone has a different experience. And that's the biggest key. Like 
in this world where spirituality is trending, I'm, I've noticed there's a lot of people saying, well, it's one way or it's a linear path. When I've really tapped in, it's it's so beautifully messy and all over the place. And I'm in a, a spot now where like you ladies too, I think I've always at a young age kind of known, we've always seeked or had that little voice just kind of questioning. And I'm actually like kind of, I've advanced, I've been doing this for a while, but then now kind of going back to that beginning and just, it's kind of this all over the place, which is one, the fun part, but two, when you can just accept that. So me, and I'll keep it quick because I know we want to move on to this, but um, similar to you guys, I, you know, I think anyone listening, or if you get called to listen to this, you, you do have this question and this curiosity. And I think that is the most, oh, I have chills. That's the most exciting time when you have that first bit of curiosity or question, yet it's also the scariest because you begin to like break down everything you know and you're familiar with and familiar familiar being familiar you feel safe so for me you know I'm, I'm Italian and a Baptist so English and Italian so very ingrained with like Catholicism the, the Italian Catholic Church um, and not to knock any religion but it was always a separation and from a very young age I remember sitting in church thinking just like, no, I just, I don't believe that. But then again, like everyone, your parents who you listen to growing up and all your friends and your church buddies and your parents' friends, because you're young, you just have the friends that your parents have. No one was talking or even questioning or thinking, you know, like me. So then I've always identified with, I've always had a bunch of friends and I've loved family and friends and being around people. So then the second step for me was I became lonely as hell. I, I had all these friends mm. and family, but I felt so effing lonely. So then you have that lonely stage. I have like full body chills. And then I think for people listening, when you can get past the lonely stage, you start to accept and be okay and actually kind of crave just being with yourself and learning to not control, but manage all this energy that all the other girls were talking about that's just flowing through. And so it's this like magical kind of crazy and whatever your experience, maybe you have, you hear voices at night, you hear whatever, just don't be scared because there's nothing to fear. Um, nothing to fear. I think it was Wayne Dyer or in A Course in Miracles, if you knew who was walking next to you, whether you have a religion or God or source universe, you would have nothing to fear because there's nothing to fear. However, I understand it can be so scary when these things come and you're not, you don't, you don't have the equipped tools to handle it. Right. So, um, I think that's so fun to explore. And then just now, yeah, then you become this person where you start to learn to love to co-create with the universe. And then you start to meet more people that think like you and talk to like you. And then I think you get to this point where you give zero fucks. Sorry, I just like swore zero Fs on what people think or what they're saying, but you get so curious to get to the root of like that inner part and that inner soul. And that's when things can open up and you just, there's this infinite playful, uh, like wonderful journey that is still all over the place, but you no longer fear it. You just, you crave it and just more things start lining up and it's fun. And then to be honest, now I'm at a point where, and I think you guys can relate to the people or our family that kind of made fun or joked or didn't get it or were defensive now for me, honestly, are coming back and starting to like, thank me. And it's not about me, but just starting to like, they'll start to thank you. So what's cool is mm -hmm. If you have this calling, whoever's listening and you just, you know it in your soul, keep going, do it, be the example, give people the permission to seek and explore. And I promise you, whether they say it or not, it's like we're all this little drops of ripple effects that get to light up this world when we can stay true to us and not be scared to fully, fully, fully 
own it and be us. So boom. <laughs> thank you, Vanessa. Well, I would <laughs> say that you've kind of wrapped it all up in a ball there. Just put a nice bow on it. And you know, the beautiful thing is you can be spiritual and say, fuck, you don't have to have a, a pyramid on your head and standing on one leg with your finger up towards the sky. You know, that's not spirituality. That's insanity a little bit. So you can say the fuck word. It's okay. I want to share a story with you guys. Um, that happened last night. And it's so poignant because it's so relevant to what we're talking about. So my family doesn't talk about spirituality. They don't ask me anything about it. They don't want to, you know, it's just kind of, um, you know, it's like glossed over whatever. Poor Mia, she's like losing her marbles. Um, but my mom last night, so my mom is 86 and she's, um, her health is failing quite quickly. Um, we're hoping she's got this year in her but I don't know that she does and last night she decided she wanted to have a glass of wine because my two sisters were here and they don't necessarily live here so they all came together because they wanted to spend some time with mom and she wanted to have a glass of wine and then she wanted to have a little martini so dad made her a martini and then after her martini the girls were in the kitchen doing something and and my mom says Mia Mia I love you so much and I said, I love you too, mom. And she goes, I'm scared. I said, scared of what? And she said, dying. I'm really scared of dying. Will you help me with that? And I was like, oh my God. I said, mom, I am with you all the way. You tell me what you want to know and <clears throat> I'll do my very best. And it's the first time anyone's acknowledged in my family, spirituality. It was a pretty powerful experience. So where are you guys with family and uh, spirituality? Go for it, Vanessa. Sorry, I was not unmuting. Um, this one is such a, an important one to me because, and there's like, there's, there's so many layers with the family and spirituality. Um, I want to say one thing. First of all, that story, Mia, I have, I have full body chills. And again, again, what we just talked about, you owning your gifts and your curiosity, Mia, and just you stepping into your fullest power literally changed your mom's life on such a level. I could like, I could just cry. So that is incredible girl. And I think I can just feel my soul, like everything just changed for her, which is incredible. But the thing Thank with you. family that is of course I am. Um, and again, I'm not going to pretend to fully know. I don't think anyone really, really knows like past lives or when we choose our family or like all the souls and stuff like that, like all the things with the family, but I want to say this. So fa like family is such an interesting concept because it's, it, I feel like it pulls out so much of our deepest wounds or traumas and, and mm -hmm. gets us to confront it and accept it. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, and it's so hard because we have these impressions, we have these sayings, like, for example, I, one of my biggest things I'm breaking is, you know, the Italians, again, my whole life, family's everything. I've been ingrained in that. So you think and you act like family, no matter what. And so what do you do when you have a family, you know, that doesn't think like you, that doesn't talk like you, that doesn't listen to you or believe you? What do you do in that situation? And again, it goes back to being so lonely, so scared, fear comes up, right? So what can we do is again, if you can tap into like the center part of your being and continue, and it may take you for whoever's listening, it may take you years, your whole 
lifetime to get to them. But if you can stay true and just be that grace with your family, I'm, I'm telling you, it will, it will come through to them. And you'll have an experience like Mia, who maybe it's your mom who's 86 and on her last breath, but she comes to you in that one moment and that whole year, all the years of adding up of Mia, I know you talking to your family and trying to get them to get it, it will come back around. So if you, I think the biggest thing that I'm learning too, we're not here to change anyone and everyone will come and wake up at their own time. But if you can be the one, because it feels so good, because you know it's what the greatest thing to do and the most beneficial thing to do is, is just stay true to you and keep on, even if they laugh, even if they joke, just not needing to defend or do anything, but just speak your truth. I'm telling you, like, that is how I think the world can change with the dynamics of family and family. I mean, there's so much, but does that make sense? Like, does anyone else resonate yeah. with that? <clears throat> That's what's so important. But like, I'm so glad. Family is the greatest playground to, ex to look in the mirror. They trigger us the deepest. They hurt us the most because we love them the most. They're supposed to be our back. They're supposed to have our back. So when they trigger us, they trigger us really deeply. But they're also there to be our greatest gifts, our greatest reflections for sure. Um, I want to call on Farina just in case she has to hop off for work. So Farina, do you have anything that you want to share around that family and such? Yeah, definitely. So I think, Nia, I have a very similar kind of dynamic with my family as you have as well um, when it comes to spirituality. And it's really this understanding that, you know, okay, she does this spiritual work kind of thing. Um, we kind of just don't focus on that part. We focus on the counseling part because that's what's accepted socially, right? And so as a social worker, it's like I, I get to wear a couple of different hats. And so my, my parents do definitely accept more of that aspect. And I do find that they are warming up though. Like my mom, especially like, she does ask me questions sometimes because she's curious, you know, my dad is still quite, uh, I would say closed off, but my sister and my brother are actually very open and they're more curious. And there are so many times that even just during my sister's pregnancy, she called on me for support, spiritual support, you know, energetic support. Mm -hmm. And I can see that her daughter is just like becoming so like, she's so gifted. And it's just beautiful to be able to actually, my sister and I talk about this actually of how we are the ones that are actually kind of changing the generations where, you know, people are going to be more open, they're going to be more, you know, intuitive. And I think for me, it's kind of like, I've allowed myself to kind of let go of this idea that it's my job to change them and to kind of just plant those little seeds here and there. And so once I can plant the seeds and they can just eventually kind of go somewhere, you know, I do think that it's about trust. And it's also about, you know, like Vanessa said, you know, it's going to, it's going to take time for people to wake up. And sometimes people don't wake up in this lifetime. And I think yeah. for me, it's been just kind of accepting that and not being really forceful in any direction. Um, and that's what Absolutely. my immediate you know, but when I find with my extended family, like my my husband's family, they're also kind of open, but they're also, once again, a little bit kind of, I guess, um, not so sure. And I, and I also understand the reason why, because they come from a Christian background. And so yeah. that also comes along with a lot of different belief systems. And once again, I think it's an understanding that I'm there to just, you know, do me and be true to who I am and whoever wants to, you know, 
if they want to be open to coming along with, you know, anything that I have to offer, then that's great. But I think I've just come to a place now where I've had to accept that I may be a little different and that's okay. You know, being able to yeah. accept myself, I think is the biggest thing because when we can accept the fact that we are different, we can find our, our tribe, we can find the people that understand, then we're not looking for other people who have a much harder time, I think. But yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to share. I love it. And you know, we have to respect their fear and we also have to respect their destination, where they are on the journey, right? And um, disengage from needing to be validated by them. Um, <clears throat> really just respecting where they are and that that's okay perfectly okay and that takes a while to get there of course but once you're there it's it's freedom yeah Gemma I go love, for it I love that Farina I love when you said not everyone is meant to awaken in this lifetime like that has been so powerful and potent is like for me tapping into that message I think when we can when we can have that acceptance there's like two things here there's the acceptance of um okay not everyone is meant to awaken in this lifetime so I can hold that's their timeline this is my timeline and like the beautiful thing is that they will shift anyway when we shift so being able to step back and have that acceptance and say okay like we might be on different timelines here um, might be on different journeys but that knowing that when we shift vibrationally like those around us shift vibrationally the planet shifts anyway um that's just been so like so beautiful for me and I remember there was a time where I was having like a really difficult time with my dad who would not accept that I was um that I was getting a divorce like he just like would not accept it um and I did loads of shadow work on that and all the shame and the guilt and everything that was coming up and then um like burn all the shadow work that I did and then the next day like my dad just totally shifted and just came in and was like accepting mm. and was loving um so yeah do not like those listening like rather than trying to change others um if we can accept where they are on their journey and work on ourselves like they will shift anyway I've seen this happen with like with clients like who've like shifted dramatically and then like their husbands just shift with no like no explanation other than just the energy and the quantum and how that all works so yeah, mm. things in there I feel amazing thank you Gemma can I add one more quick thing Mia yep yep this is this is this is so good both that Farina incredible Gemma incredible and let's say people that are listening again if you're struggling with the whole family thing and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts too. Just like putting up and practicing the tool of boundaries. You can go hang out and being in a place where you can ground yourself so much that you can, if you're crazy with the energy and totally, I've been there so much. That's a different story for a different time, but ground yourself so you can handle it, but then put up boundaries because let's say you love like, yes, like we love our family. We want to be around them yet. They don't talk or think like us yet. It feels painful not to connect with them. So set up some boundaries and practice that tool of boundaries where you go for a short time, then you have the discipline to remove yourself. Um, one time I was sitting and having a conversation with some family members and it struck me so much that I literally had to excuse myself from the table. And I would have in the past felt shame for that because you feel whatever, but we have to take care of ourselves, remove myself, recenter my energy, came back and I was able to be a better presence for them and forgive them for what they were saying and see all the mere reflections. And it was such a beautiful mm. experience. So 
I would love to know anyone's thoughts on just if they've done the boundaries with the family. Yeah. And what they feel for that. I think it's such a powerful practice to live in this 3D world while being who we are with the families that we have. So I love you guys. Thank you. Yeah. I wanted to also add to that because you're right. It is about having boundaries and it's also about not needing to prove yourself to them and to prove your stance or to Mm. prove your views or to change their views, right? Like we were talking about before, coming to them from where they're at and not where we want them to be because we're all at different places. And let's not get into these, um, you know, arguments or disagreements with our family over things that, you know, are really not worth it when we're trying to change someone's mind, right? There is, Mm. if you want to ask questions and ask me about what I believe, I'll be happy to share it with you. But if you want to engage in a heated discussion about it and question it, I'm not here for that. So it's really kind of like just stopping at a point where you know that it's going downhill and not letting and walking away like Vanessa said. Disengage. Rebecca. Um, So thanks girls. Um, My experience, so I was always a little bit different in my family. So I was always the rebel. I did everything the wrong way round. I was, (laughs) um, you know, I was vegetarian. I turned vegetarian at a really young age. And my mum was always really super supportive of me and um, everybody in my family were really close knit family. I'm incredibly lucky. Um, my mum definitely was sort of quite um, closed off, I suppose, to the to the healing side of things, the spiritual side of things. I think there was a bit of fear around that. My dad was a psychiatrist, and so I I wish he'd been around longer, really, so I could have, um, you know, got more information from him about, you know, now I'm doing this kind of work more. Um, but I think I was I kind of had the perfect grounding really for where I've gone with my journey um, and my family have been really supportive. What's been amazing, as Gemma was saying, is about um, how when you work on yourself, everything shifts. And, and so when I've been doing sort of um, healing on myself, it, it's changed everything within my family. And I found that they have opened up. My two daughters are super they come to me if they've got any issues and like, oh, you know, can you help with this? And, and you know, we can do a healing on it and it shifts. And so they they totally trust in the process and how things can change. And and, I, and as I've done stuff on myself for ancestral healing, it has literally shifted the pattern all the way through the dynamic of the family, which is just incredible to watch and witness and see how then, you know, I, I'll have done something and then my mum will literally phone me up and have this long conversation about her childhood or something. It will just literally open the floodgates and, and it's just incredible to see um how you know it it, i think it really does help bring families together and sort of break those barriers and boundaries so it's really beautiful i like that it's funny rebecca with your accent that sounded like ancestral incestual healing but i think you said ancestral So I know we could go on all day having this conversation and maybe we need a part two. I don't know. But I want to close today's conversation by asking each one of you to give me one word that encompasses this conversation. Who's going to fly at it first? Yeah. My one word is soul because we are all souls having this human experience all at different places in our life. And all of us, all we want is love. And that's what we're here to give. And that's what we're here 
to help share, you know, amongst um, every person. And when we can see each person as a soul, having their own experience and knowing that we're here just to do our part, um, I think our lives just get easier. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Gemma, what's your word? My word is inspiring. It's been inspiring hearing everyone's journeys and having this conversation and being here. So thank you. Thanks, Gemma. <clears throat> Rebecca. Oh, my word's freedom. And yeah, yeah, just how, you know, this journey helps to liberate you from where you might have felt stuck or, um, you know, to be, be who you truly are underneath all the other stuff. <laughs> so you can really, you know, be your best version of yourself and be true to yourself. Mm, thank you Vanessa you know what so after all these beautiful ones I'm just going to stick true and be authentic honestly the first word that came up was amoeba because I feel like we're this wonderful glob of just like kind of moving in different ways but we're all together like we're all stuck together as the same force so not as pretty <laughs> as the other ones but it's kind of fun I love, I love it <laughs> I love it and the word that I'm going to put out there is love <clears throat> because ultimately that's what it comes down to right love for self love for others love for mother earth love for the concept of us all being interconnected and interwoven and that there is no separation um so on that note i so appreciate each one of you and for being here today taking time out of your day to share with the listeners um you guys are just unbelievable and i love you so much Love you, gorgeous ladies. Thank you so much, Mia. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you. Bye, guys. Thank you, Mia. Thank you. Yes.